Before we get started on today's episode, I wanted to make sure you knew about the Live Vibrant 7-Day Challenge that starts on August 19th. We're going to be talking about managing our schedules in today's episode, and I'm telling you, I've learned that life balance has to be at the center of any routine or rhythm if we want it to be sustainable and realistic. And making a shift towards a more balanced and better you is exactly the purpose behind this challenge. So in the challenge, we're going to pick one thing that we want to change in our lives, just one small thing that will help you have more balance. Maybe you want to take better care of yourself in a certain way. And then together, we're going to commit to doing that for seven days. And throughout the challenge, I'll be walking you through how to make it happen and helping you figure out your why for doing it, help you working through obstacles. We'll be celebrating victories. It's going to be amazing. And did I mention that it's completely free? So all you have to do is to sign up. And to do that, you go to vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash challenge and register. And that's it. So if you've been putting off that thing that you know you need to do to make life a little easier and happier, this is the moment that you can get started. So sign up today, vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash challenge. And let's get started on today's conversation. Let's discover how we can plan a schedule that gets all the things done without leaving us feeling depleted and run down. Are you ready? Let's get started. Welcome to the Vibrant Christian Living Podcast, a place for practical ideas and powerful inspiration to help you step out of stress and overwhelm and into a balanced life full of peace, purpose, and meaning, the full vibrant life that God has planned for you. So find a cozy spot and let's get started on today's episode. Hello there, and welcome to today's episode of the Vibrant Christian Living Podcast. I am your host, Alicia Michelle, author, speaker, and Christian life coach for women. As a life coach, my goal is to help you cultivate life balance, to clarify your purpose, and to help you create goals so that you can live that vibrant life that God has called you to. Well, many of us live our lives around the school year schedule of September to May, I don't know if if that's true for you and your family, but it's certainly true in our house. And it's almost like it becomes a mini New Year's because we pull out our schedules and we figure out how we're going to set all this up and how we're going to get this kid there and who's going to do what and what are we going to commit to this time of year. So there are some big decisions that we're all making in terms of how our lives are going to look like for the next nine months right now. And before all of that madness hits, or maybe right in the middle, if you're figuring all that out right now, I want to have a conversation with you today about how we can determine what that schedule looks like, that we have a choice in how this schedule turns out for the school year and how it does not have to be a choice where we feel overloaded and exhausted. And I know already you're probably going, okay, you're crazy. You don't understand like all the things I have to do, all the places I have to get my kids. And I get it. I, I, I hear you and I want you just to, to hear me out. Give me a few minutes here to see how we can find a different way, how we can find an option that may not be, you know, either this or that. It might be somewhere in the middle that would allow you to create a lifestyle for yourself and for your family that is going to be sustainable and that puts self-care and puts life balance and puts that those foundational needs that you're going to need to survive this school year. It puts those at the table. It brings them to the table. It makes them important, right? So let's dive in, okay? So first, the first thing I want you to think about is what do you want your life to look like this year. You have the choice. How do you want it to be? And that 
comes down to some core values. Now, when I say values, I don't mean right and wrong. I don't mean Christian or non-Christian. I mean values in the sense of what are the things that are important to you? Some people really value having just a hectic pace. Like they get they, they're fulfilled by that. I'm one of those people that I have to have a lot going on all the time or I get bored. That's just me. But there's a difference between having a lot going on and being overwhelmed by that. But some people tend to have a capacity that's different than other people. So I have a value for just being active, I guess, and for always being adventurous and asking what else can we do to make life as good as it can be. That's that's important to me in my family and important to me as a person. And so that's a value for me. And so I want to encourage you, not just in the area of capacity, but in the area all over of, of the school year, what are the important values that you want? Do you, is it important for you to have quiet times alone with each child, maybe once a week where you're working one-on-one with them to talk about some issues in school? Or is it important that you go on a date with your husband every two weeks? Or what are those things that are important values that you can say, this has to be a part of our school year. This has to be a part of what we're doing. And I would encourage you as you're going through this to not to really watch what you label as a need or a, a true value versus a want. Now, I mean, this is so tricky and it can be so difficult, especially when it comes down to things like sports. Um, our family for a really long time chose to really keep our kids away from the whole sports scene because it felt like we had a lot of little kids all at the same time. And we wanted, my husband and I, we wanted to be able to show up for our kids in the best way. And we didn't feel that it was the the cost of being gone on the weekends and being gone every weeknight for sports practice was going to be, was going to offset what could have been the time we could spend at home together, taking care of babies and, and, and taking care of each other and just really nourishing each other away from the other times and activities that we had. So for a long time, we chose to keep that at a very minimum or not at all. And now that my kids are older, I have two boys who are in high school. I have a daughter in middle school, and I have a son who's in second grade. And the the older boys are both in sports, um, but we have decided, and so that's that's a value for us. We've so we've said, okay, you you know, this is important. It's important that you are active, that you're physically active and using your body. It's important for things like scholarships and for you to just to explore and have fun and be part of a team. All those good things that sports can bring. But we have set up parameters around them, and we have decided that there, in our family, there's only going to be, for the most part, as much as possible, one sport at a time for our kids. So if one kid, like my my 14-year-old, he is involved in water polo, and so that's mainly a fall-winter sport. My older son is on the tennis team, and that's a spring sport, and so we try I mean, if my son wants to go out for a fall sport, my older son, you know, I get it. We we try to be flexible. The thing is, is that we have a little bit more flexibility because my older son drives and so he can get himself to practice. So that frees us up. So all this is to say that our values shift and change through the years based on what we want and that we can say, hey, this is an important value for my kids to be in sports. So this is an important value for us to do this as a family or whatever it is. 
But what are the values right now? What are the things that we want to focus on right now? And we can even create a dream bank, as my coach refers to it as, a dream bank of those things that we want to do as a family throughout the year, or maybe want to take a ski trip in the middle of the school year, I don't know, whatever it is. You can put those down in a dream bank and you can say, in the next three years, this is what we want to do. And we can leave them there and we can say, that's awesome. But this year for the fall, we're committing to this instead. So we're not going to commit to both. I'm going to choose to commit to just this right now. But we will get to that and it will happen. And next year, maybe we'll make a different decision. And so it's it's a way to just hold those those values that maybe may not be able to be fully answered right now. And to put those really high priority values as the core foundation for what you want your schedule and your routine to look like. And this is really that part of saying no to say yes. I know that's a a common phrase you may have heard of before, but it really, as you know, is so powerful and so true. There really is only a limited amount of time. There really is only a limited amount of money, a limited amount of you that you can spend going back and forth to these places. And we have to consider that. We have to consider the cost of that on ourselves, on our bodies. And that has to be part of our decision making. So I would encourage you that what for every yes you make, choose what you're going to say no to. Because I'm saying yes to water polo, I'm saying no to blank. Because I'm saying yes to piano lessons, I'm saying no to um, guitar lessons or I don't know, whatever it is. What are you going to choose to say yes to so that you, what are you going to choose to say no to so that you can say yes to the important things that you really, really want? And this, of course, isn't done in isolation. This is done as a community. This is done as a group deciding with you and your husband first. And of course, if your kids are older, incorporating them into this decision process, but just talking about what are your priorities? And we're doing this because we want a different outcome this year. We don't want to live stress to the max where one little tiny thing just upsets the whole apple cart and we 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 end up, you know, just going crazy and, you know, mom's buying, you know, convenience food for the next three months because she just can't handle anything else. I mean, we get to those places and we don't want to have to live there anymore. So I'm tr- let's let's start now and see what we can do to give ourselves some margin and space to live differently. And the second thing I want to encourage you is that as you're making these list of values, put yourself and your self-care on the list of values as important. And now this, of course, just even saying that can trigger thoughts in us of like, okay, that's awesome in a perfect world, Alicia, but you don't understand again, I've got this and this and this and this to do and my kid needs this. How am I supposed to do this? It's just not reality. In fact, I had a mom tell me the other day when we were talking about self-care, she said, I'm a mom, that's not possible. And I thought, I I just felt so much compassion for her because I have felt that. I know that feeling that I have to take care of my kids and I have to do this. And I am certainly not advocating that you don't take care of your kids. I want you to take care of your kids in a way where you are showing up as your best. In fact, self-care, taking care of yourself allows you to better take care of your kids and your husband and your family and your marriage and all of those things that you care about. You will find that you take care of them so much better when you are first taking care of yourself. Now, that's a phrase that is is lip service. And a lot of us deal with that. We say, oh, yeah, I'm going to take care of myself. And oh, I need to, but someday. But friend, I'm encouraging you. This is the time as you are planning all of this out. This is the time to say, I am going to bring myself to the table. 
Um, I have actually these cards that I have written and I, I share them with my coaching clients when we're dealing with some thoughts that um, rattle around in our brains and things that try to just distract us from how we really want to live. So we create, we, we talk about catching our thoughts, we write them down, and then we talk about how to reformulate those thoughts into statements of what we really want to believe, what we really want to be thinking. And so I had created some thoughts for myself on some different issues that I'm, I'm working through. And I wanted to read you part of my thought here, this, this restating, this, this, this statement, this declaration that I am choosing to believe instead of the negative thought. And it's regarding self-care for me and um, why I'm choosing it to be as part of this conversation in my family's life. And I says, I will not feel guilty about those items that are a necessary part of my mental health and self-care. Instead, I will view them as worthwhile deposits into the foundations of our family. Okay, I will view them as worthwhile deposits into the foundation of our family. So that's, again, going back to saying, I am a better mom. I am a better wife. I am more balanced. I am happier. I can give more to my family. And it really does not cost, in terms of time and energy, all that I think it costs. Because I I have it in my mind that, oh, it's going to cost all these things and I can't do these other things. And that is why this challenge that I've been talking about, the Live Vibrant Challenge, is so amazing. Because if we can make one small shift, one shift, like we talked about in the last episode, episode 29, and we can practice it for several weeks, 21 days is how long we're doing it in this challenge. If we can practice it and see, okay, this one thing is doable, first of all. And second, look at just even this one tiny shift. Look at how it is making a difference in me. It is making me a better mom. It's making me show up better. And a challenge gives us the opportunity to actually stop talking about it and to just do it, right? So if that is you, if you're ready to say, okay, I need some help. I need some accountability. I'm ready to do this with you, Alicia. Go to vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash challenge. It is a free challenge. It is completely, again, no, doesn't cost you anything to be a part of this. And there's going to be all kinds of great masterclass teaching where we're going to talk about how to overcome some common obstacles that we face. There's going to be accountability in the Facebook group, all of that. So anyway, check it out if that is something that speaks to you about that. But yes, the second thing is you've got to put yourself and your self-care on the list of values as important, all right? And that may be, uh, like like we talk about in the episode 29, lots of different ideas um, in terms of, of this and, and, you know, feeling more organized. It might just even be your self-care may not look like, you know, and again, it doesn't always have to look like, oh, I'm going to go take a bubble bath once a week. Okay, it could be that, but it might be something as simple as I am going to do meal planning. I mean, meal planning could create a lot less stress in the home and could minimize my trips to the grocery store. And that could help overall in my routine and my rhythm for the school year. I mean, it could be something like that. Just think about what could be helpful for you that would bring this, make more of a flow for this school year that would take care of you. Okay, so the first thing is you're going to say, what are the core values that need to be part of the school year? The second thing is you're going to put yourself and your self-care on the list of values as important. The third thing is you're going to to really think about what are the benefits to getting rid of this schedule overload, this this overwhelm of packing everything in and just getting as much one more thing in, you know, getting it all in and leaving space for life to happen. What are the benefits of living this different way to being more balanced? What are the benefits to inviting in more peace and calm and margin? What's your why for doing this? You know, what will this bring you? 
how will this shift your entire family dynamic? You know, a lot of times, anger, things that we face or we're frustrated about, that can just be a direct result of being too busy. We tend to have shorter fuses when we are packed to the gills. That is just human nature. We got less reserves to work on, right? Or if we're not getting enough sleep, those kinds of things can happen. I mean, anger can happen and, and, and maybe we make choices in our parenting that we're not happy about. Like we, we, you know, want to just, we, we feel more in critical crisis mode because we're not taking care of ourselves. And so you can write down the benefits of living in this different state, in a state where the schedule overload is not there, that can help you power through in those moments when you are feeling like, is this really important? Do I really want to say no to this? Decide, is what I'm saying no to more valuable than this area of my life that I want to include? And and truly, honestly, only you can decide that. Only you can decide what that is. And number four, the last thing I want to encourage you. So first, again, we are going to talk about how to find those core values. Second, put yourself in your self-care. The third thing is to list out the benefits and really think about them, put them on paper and just state them out. I'm doing this because X, Y, Z. Number four is to develop a rhythm and not a schedule for your days. So many years ago, I wrote a book called Plan to Be Flexible. And if you want, you can still go to Amazon and buy the book Plan to Be Flexible. But it was specifically written for homeschool moms. And it is specifically written for homeschool moms. You can still buy it. But that book was really a, it was a a way to help homeschool moms find a a different way of, of putting together their days but it was based on my own lessons of trying to overschedule and overplan and over just figure out all of the details of my life with my kids and specifically my son who had some learning difficulties in the beginning it was just i had i'd come from a background a working background where i was a managing editor at a magazine and i had very specific deadlines that i worked around i had lists that i followed we we finished things by this deadline then this happened and this happened and it was much more controlled. And when I came home to have kids, it was like there was no control, but I still needed some sort of semblance. And so that is where I learned about the idea of rhythms versus a schedule. And so that book talks about rhythms versus schedules, but I wanted to encourage you here, when you're thinking about your schedule, your, 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 your structure for how you want to live this school year, think of it as a rhythm and not a schedule. And let me tell you the difference between a rhythm and a schedule. So A schedule says 8 a.m. we're doing this, 9 a.m. we're doing this, 12 o'clock we're doing this, 7 p.m. we're doing this, okay? That's a schedule, and it's rigid, and it's the same thing every day, and it's very structured, right? It It doesn't really change. The problem with that, of course... If you have a family, you totally know what I'm going to say. It's, it just never happens that way, especially like if you're trying to homeschool, if you are a homeschool mom like I was for a long time, that it just does not happen like that. It's like this happens and maybe somebody didn't sleep all that night or, um, you know, they, they get up late. And so you start your school day late and then, you know, all these things just no two days ever seemed to be the same. So what I developed was something called a rhythm. And the rhythm, instead of being this rigid schedule, is saying we are going to have pillars. We are going to have non-negotiable things in our day that anchor our day. Things that we start our days with, things that we end our days with, things that we are, you know, are just going to happen regardless. And we're going to be flexible about the time. We have an idea of when they might start and when they might finish. 
but we're going to be flexible about the time and we're not going to stress and feel like we're behind if this doesn't start at this time or, or end at this time. And we're going to keep our values of, again, like we talked about, of whatever those values are, of, of, of keeping peace in the home, of maintaining calm. We're going to keep those as the important elements to build our days. And we're going to let everything else fall around it. We're going to let everything else fall around it. So how this can look in, in, in a realistic kind of way, in a, a practical way, is first of all, to identify what are those pillars of your day, okay? And then letting everything else flow around it. So one great um, visual analogy, if you have heard before the analogy of having a jar with rocks in it, if you were to take rocks and you were to, um, rocks with a whole bunch of sand and other items, and you, you were to put it all in at the same time in a jar, it would not all fit, right? Let's say there's five or six rocks. But if you were to take those same five or six rocks and put them in the jar first, not only would they fit, but you could pour the sand around it and there would be room for everything else. So the metaphor we're using here, of course, is that those rocks are those important values, those important things that need to happen. Now, that could be... Um, that could be going to school if you have your child that goes to school, or it could be um, making sure that you your baby gets a nap every day at two o'clock or, or whatever it is. Those are the important things that absolutely need to happen in your day. We put those in the jar. We need to have dinner at seven so that the kids can have bath at eight. I mean, whatever it is, okay? You put those down and you, you, you think of them figuratively as in this jar. Then there are the other things that can flow around it. So what are the other things that are left? The other activities that you may need to be involved in, maybe a friend invites you to go to the park one day or all these other things, you can have the flexibility to say yes or no based on how you feel. If you feel stressed and overwhelmed from these other pillars throughout the day, you can say, you know what, you can say no, but you also can do them without guilt of saying, you can say yes without feeling guilt because you're not getting the other things done because you've already established that these are the pillars. These are the things that are going to be there. They're not going anywhere. You know, one of the pillars in my day is that I get up, I spend time with the Lord, I exercise. Those are non-negotiables for me. Everything else starts after that for me in my life because I know that if I don't get those in first, if I don't get those rocks in the jar first, they will not happen. I mean, I'm and I'm telling you every single morning, Without fail, I am tempted to do something else first. I was just laughing about it this morning, thinking about it, thinking, uh-huh, here we are again, because I wanted to go do something else. But it's not that it's bad for me to do those other things first. It's just I know that I won't get to it and I'll get distracted. And once my day gets going, then those things are gone. So finding those pillars. What are those pillars? And then giving those the structure to your day and then being flexible to let everything else flow around it. That gives you the freedom to add in the things that you want to add in, or you don't want to add in because you may need more margin those days. You can do them without guilt. So that's, these are the four things. If you're thinking about schedule overload, let's recap. So four things, core values, thinking about your core values, making yourself care a priority, finding your why, why is this important? What's it going to bring you? How is it going to change your life? Why is this, you know, going to be something that you must do? And then establishing those pillars and giving yourself the freedom to flow and to be flexible throughout this year and letting things come, giving yourself that margin, that space. Friends, this is not easy to live out. I get it. I know it's not easy to live out, but it is possible. It is completely possible. And these are the places that we can start to begin to see how we can have life balance in a practical way and not just make it something that we think about as a someday. So I hope this encouraged you. 
And I hope that you decide, yes, I want to take that first step in taking care of myself and making self-care one of those pillars in this school year, in this my family schedule. And again, like I said, a great time to do that is right now. If you're listening to this in the beginning of August, when this will originally air, we're having the Live Vibrant 7-Day Challenge starting August 19th. And I'd love for you to be a part of it. I'd love for you to proclaim that one thing, that one shift that you can make to be stronger, to be healthier, to be better so that you can show up better this year. You can, you can bring more calm. You can bring more happiness into your school year for your family. All you have to do to sign up is, again, go to vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash challenge. It's completely free. We'll send you an email that tells you everything you need to do to get started. And then you'll be getting emails throughout the next few days around that. And you'll be hearing about the master classes that we're going to be doing and the Facebook group, all those great things. So friend, I encourage you to sign up. I look forward to seeing you in the challenge where we can motivate each other to be vibrant, to be those women that God wants us to be. Well, friend, I hope that all of this gave you some practical encouragement today when you're starting to think about your school year and you were able to approach it with some tools to to not just let it happen, not just let it overflow and, and, and just, just overtake you, all the responsibilities and all the activities, but you can be intentional. You can say, no, I'm going to do these things because I want a different outcome this year. Have a great week. I will see you back here next week and we'll talk more then. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you were encouraged or inspired by what was shared today, I would love it if you could take two seconds and leave an honest review in iTunes. I love hearing from you, and these reviews help others find the podcast. And of course, be sure to subscribe to the show if you haven't already so you don't miss an episode. Bye for now, and I will see you back here next week.